Welcome to the Average AF Podcast with your hosts, Adam McElroy and Stephen Hardy. Hey guys, welcome to the Average AF Podcast. This is episode 14. And I'm here with Steve, as always. Yeah, yeah. How you been, man? How's it going? Ha. <sighs> um, smooth sailing since our last episode, for the most part. I caught a flat tire. Oh, oh um, shit. Yeah. Let's back that up, though. Uh, this would have been Friday. I went to Ashland. We found a shooting range up there. Oh, My nice. Buddy, yeah. Okay. He's got a 9mm. We took that out and um, ran through 150 rounds. It's easy to do, Dude, man. We, it's so listen, easy. Listen, though. <laughs> Because, you know, uh, there's a term that somebody used. We went to Fin Feather and Fur first. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned the re- we mentioned we were going to shoot, and the, the girl at the register knew where we were going. She said, uh, Valley View. I was like, yeah, so it's a popular place around here. She was like, yeah. And she said they, they run off a of free um, or goodwill or something like that. Anyway, we get there, and there's nobody. I'm looking for somebody. I'm looking for a house, somebody to be there to... Oh, it's no. just a range. Yeah, and they expect you to just pay the money, and you know, it's, there's a sign that says "fill your name out on the sheet." Twenty dollars per per, I mean, five dollars per person per hour. We plan on being there two hours, so we paid the twenty bucks. There's like this mailbox thing. Right. Put the money in. That's old school. Yeah, and we just kind of like drove down this. So we're looking around, like uh, we hope we're doing this right, but. So, yeah, we had 150 rounds. We figured we'd be there two hours. Man, we ran through that shit. Like 45 minutes? Dude, yeah. It was. And we already paid the money. It was in the thing. And you can't like. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, next time we know, either sign up for just an hour and then come back and pay more if we have. You have to. But. Or bring like 300 more rounds. Because. It was fun though, man. I just. um, Made me realize that I can't shoot for shit. It's a (laughs) lot harder. Pistols are hard. Not. I mean. The the dude I went with though, he's had the gun for a while, but he has this is first time ever going to the shooting range too, and he was surprisingly accurate for never have shooting before. It he put hmm. me to shame. Yeah. A lot younger than me too. Yeah, and he said he could shoot. He said it. You know, Does he, he play Call of Duty a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I, that doesn't translate. I don't. I don't know if it does or not. Somebody let me know. Does that mean you know you're a great shooter in real life if you can shoot on Call know. of Duty? I have no but, idea. But uh. Anyway, I'm pretty sure I caught my flat tire coming out of there because there was a bunch of gravel and shit. Mm. And I dropped him off, ran a, I ran like two places, came home, and then the next morning my shit was flat. Brand new fucking tires. I mean, they're not new, but they still have a shit ton of tread on it. So I was pretty bummed out. And then like I got to be at work at 7 in the morning. There's nobody I can really get to cover for me. So right. I'm, and I went to work, thankfully using my roommate's car, but I'm at work freaking out. Like how the hell I cannot be without a car. The buses don't run that early. Right. Like, there's nothing I can really do. I can't really depend on anybody to get up that early to take me. So, I got off and I came home, put the donut on it. And then uh, the guy that helped me was like, hey, you could probably get that patched. You don't have to get a new tire. And I don't know shit about that. I was right. like, oh, really? He was like, yeah. He's like, go see if you can get it patched at a mechanic somewhere. And sure enough, $15, they was able to patch it for me. So. Oh yeah, yeah. We're back on that instead of you know saving me a good hundred bucks probably right. on, a, on a new tire. Could be worse. Yeah, could be worse. Yeah, man. Well, that's cool, man. Um, 
So real quick, guys, we do want to remind everybody, uh, just leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever. Um, we actually have 12 ratings so far on Apple. Uh, thankfully, they're all five stars, so thank you guys. We appreciate it. And uh, that's definitely the, the best way to get our name out there and uh, the, the show a little more visibility to everybody. So. Yes. Yes. And, you know, if, if it's less than five, give us that, too. We want to yeah, know what we can improve on. Don't, you know, uh, all feedback is welcome. Absolutely. Uh, but we do actually have a huge announcement. Um, actually, as of Tuesday night, so this is going to be November 5th, uh, we actually launched kind of a little little <laughs> bit of merch for you guys. Uh, some new shirts. Uh, the If you guys remember the giveaway that we did probably about a month or two ago, um, those were with white Average AF shirts. Uh, these ones are actually all black uh, with the new updated logo on them. So we have uh, men's and women's sizes available. Uh, the link's everywhere on our social media, so definitely hop on there. You can get shirts for pretty cheap, about 15 bucks. You don't even have to pay shipping if you don't want to. You can ship it to me, and then I'll come to your house or wherever you want me to go <laughs> and, and meet you with it. But um, just so you guys know, too, uh, there's no profits in this or anything like that. This is all just to get our name out there and things like that. So Yep, just to spread the word. Yep. Um, but yeah, definitely check that out everywhere. It's going to be in our bios on everything. So definitely, definitely hit us up. That's going to be going until November 22nd at midnight. So you'll have a few different pay periods uh, to to help us out if you wanted to. But I actually wanted to talk about, man, something that bothered me this morning real quick. Or what that is. <laughs> so I was on my way to work and it was just something I overheard um, on the radio, just something like kind of passing by didn't, nobody really meant anything by it, but they said the phrase to somebody like you've changed. Wow. And I'm like, I would hope so. You know, like they were talking about over the spirit or over a period of like five or 10 years. And they're like, man, you've changed. Okay. It's like, yeah, you're supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to change. So it just, it never really struck me until this morning, but like, if I hear that now, like it kind of bothers me. Like, All right. aren't we supposed to change? Like I'm about to be 28. I don't want to be the same as I was when I was 18. No way. Right. Right. No way. I would hate to hang out with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think personally, if you're, if you, yeah, if you're. If you're not changing, you're not living, what's the point of your life? Right. You know what I mean? I think, and believe it or not, I think there are some people out there who just don't care, you know, to grow or change or, but I don't understand the point of living, really, if you're not going to go and try to explore and figure out who you are and, you know, as a result of your experiences, you know. And and with that, I mean, comes with kind of friends and relationships and colleagues and everybody kind of coming and going right right. because at a certain point you got to realize like i'm gonna change over the next five years or whatever and steve's gonna change too right over the next five years i'd I'd hope right and it's possible that like we drift different ways you know what i mean and that's just life like you said that's 
family, friends, relationships, whatever it is, it's just possible that over a period of time, people drift different ways. And it's not like, for example, me and and Jerry, right? Like, we're obviously best friends. We're probably going to be best friends forever, right? But I haven't even seen him since we recorded that episode. Okay. You know, like, we just kind of... I seen him yesterday. Did you? You <laughs> yeah. bastard. I saw you yesterday too, by the way. You oh, didn't know that. Oh, motherfucker. You were bossing some old lady around about some shit at work. Okay. And I was like, damn, Steve. Because <laughs> I was going to come ask you a legitimate work question. Okay. But you were in your boss zone. So I was like, all right, I'm going to just keep moving. Because I wanted, dude, I wanted to hit you with the hey, Rick. Oh, okay. But from like 10 aisles away. Oh, okay. So you would never find me. Right. I right. just want to be like, Hey, Rick! <laughs> and just like so far away, though. And you would just been like, You're right. I know he's here. Right, right. But I didn't. <laughs> hey. But yeah, like, it's just, it's just something I kind of realized this morning. Like, people are going to drift apart. It's just part of it. It's part of life. There's nothing, nobody's necessarily doing it on purpose. Sometimes, maybe. But it's just, if you don't drift apart from people i mean in general you're you should probably reflect a little bit yes and i'm not saying like you know you can't have lifelong friends you can't have lifelong relationships like nothing like that but at a certain point like it's healthy to cut people off yeah i agree you know what i mean 100 percent. and there's nothing wrong with that but no i would hate to be hanging out with the same people i did when i was 18 right you know what i mean and i think that's a good uh reason why a lot of young relationships don't last people that get married i i would argue before i would say really 28 but i'm gonna say 25 i was gonna say there is no way you're ready to get 25 you're pushing it because i mean if i think of myself at 25 versus now that's only almost three years and i'm like i don't even know who that guy was yeah yeah yeah, uh, I think a lot of people, not necessarily, it's not that they don't, bad things happen and that causes you to split up every single time. You know, majority of the cases is probably will have some right. infidelity or whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, generally speaking, I think some people just naturally grow apart and they're not compatible they become incompatible almost. Right. You know what I mean? Just because they figure out more about themselves and who they right. are. And then you just naturally go separate ways, you know, and it's bittersweet, you know, um, I think I would be glad that I'm figuring out who I am. It's probably going to lead to some sort of happiness down the road, but you know, to not be as close to that one person that you once was very close to, you know, it can, it can, life can be, it's a bummer, man. But like at the same time, you just hope that that's happening in a positive light. Because it could be because you're going down a bad path or something and they're cutting you off, right? Right. So just hopefully if if you're cutting people off or moving away from people, it's not necessarily to better yourself in particular, but just hoping that it's not, I guess, it's not hurting you and it's not, you know... um, something i mean i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say but you know what i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah just real quick off of that though do you, do you have any anybody from elementary school um that you remember you was real super tight with and you ever wonder like damn i wonder how he's doing or she's doing oh yeah a couple people uh shouts out cameron may okay from lexington 
Um, I don't know where he is or what he's doing, but I know his mom's still in Lexington. Okay. I saw her the other day, but I was like, I haven't hung out with you or your son in like 20 years. I'm not just going to be like, hey, what's up? You know? Yeah. Um, Brian Byrne. Shouts out to him. Shout out to Brian Byrne. Um, he's also a buddy from Lexington. But yeah, I mean, we're, I guess that's the perks of social media. Because yeah. I don't see Cameron or anything, but I see Brian on Instagram and stuff here and there. So I kind of know what he's up to. But even then, like now, like we wouldn't be close. Like no way. Which obviously that was a long time ago, but yeah. we're completely different people right. now for sure. Right. right. Just one for me. Um, There's a guy that I grew up with. Well, I didn't grow up with him, but I was in, what grade was that? Fifth? Fourth or fifth grade. This is a, um, a guy named Adam Stanley. Okay. He's um and you know I'm as a kid I was this heavy set black dude and this is this <laughs> short skinny white boy. Well, we clicked, man, on on so many levels. We liked uh, Pokemon. We, yep. we were into that super heavy. Yep. The cards, yep. and you know video games, and uh, we just generally vibed. I remember the first time uh, I asked my mom to go over to his house, and I was pretty much sure she would say no because that required her driving. Which she didn't like to do unless she absolutely had to. Right. And I randomly asked her, and she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. And then <laughs> we went over there and played uh, NFL Blitz. I remember. Yes. Remember that? Yes. On PlayStation, he had it. Um, And, yeah, we went out and played basketball. But every now and again, man, I think about that guy. And, oh, I actually randomly uh got on Facebook just to see if I could find his profile or whatnot. And this motherfucker was over in China, man. What? I, I seen on the headline. He was standing by the Great Wall. I was like, this motherfucker's doing big shit. Like he stays in China? Yeah. Or? He said at the at the time I had read the post, he said he had been there, living there almost a year, and he's doing something like community work almost. Like he's wow. enjoying, like he's really out in there, like changing lives. And, you know, Damn, I was like, God, yeah. you know, thinking from these little eight, nine-year-old kids. Right. You know, I never would have thought some one of us would end up doing something like that. So, Dude, that's awesome. I can think of people that um it's a little more recent but back probably eight nine years ago people that i partied with and had a good time and all this stuff and they're like becoming actual doctors oh and my. shit and i'm like oh i got some stories man right, like right. i'm obviously not gonna say their name right now but like they're yeah, becoming like man. legitimate doctors and i'm like Ugh, that's crazy right you, you got some skeletons <laughs> 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 but that's that's the past <laughs> Uh, we did want to, I guess, I mean, I was going to say start the episode. The episode's clearly started, but we wanted to, uh, kind of circle back to a couple fan questions that we've had recently. Um, a couple of these guys have had their questions submitted for probably at least two or three weeks now. So, uh, we apologize to you for, for waiting this long, but thank you for being patient and, you know, staying here with us to, let us get to them. Uh, but the first one uh, was from an anonymous person. Actually, they didn't want their name to be spoken. What? Which you, you run it from the feds or something? Right. But this one's actually just fun and, and just kind of small. So let's just play it real quick. So my question is, why don't calculus majors party? Okay, so <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely an interesting question there. Uh, because drinking plus party don't equal a uh, degree. 
<laughs> right. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I don't know. I actually had to look up, look this one up because oh. it's like, it's. I mean, it's not a riddle. It's just a little joke, I guess. Yeah. But, um, it was. Do you know what derivatives are? Something that came from something else. Like I mean, <laughs> kind of, I mean, you're not wrong, but in the sense of like math. No. But okay. Okay. They're a pain in the ass, but <laughs> basically the joke is, um, why don't calculus majors party? It's because uh, you don't want to drink and derive. Oh, okay. <laughs> I yeah. like that. Yeah, it's a it's a little highbrow for us. We're not that intelligent, <laughs> <laughs> but good submission. So we we appreciate it. Um, next one here. This one was just. Uh, sent to us this one isn't a, a voice message but um and this one's just a statement just something he kind of wanted to get off his chest which mm-hmm. is perfectly fine uh but shout out to nathan collins he said i think it's weird how we can teleport photons using quantum entanglement and measuring with a bell state analyzer but we can't shut off t- trump's twitter account <laughs> yeah i mean that's a that's a good point i honestly don't know how like, how have they not taken Twitter away from him? I don't know if they can. I mean, yeah, temporarily. Like, oh, it's, but not I, a, it's not like a national security threat or anything. I honestly don't believe it's him. I think he's either got a train, like somebody who's actually, hey, I want to say this, and they're typing it for him. I don't believe it's really him. I don't know. That then, brings up a good point. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Maybe, and then, it's, maybe it's still shit he says. It's just they're plugging it in. That too, and then if you look at the time he tweets, like sometimes it's like four o'clock in the morning. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You're the president. Well, they said he's got to be on like some type of drugs or something because there's <laughs> honestly, I don't know how old he is. He's like seventy two. Uh, I was gonna say he's at least seventy. Yeah, he's like he's seventy two. He moves around really good for a mid seventy year old uh, who does not eat good or well. True. I guess I, that's a great. And okay. imagine the stress and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, even if you're an idiot like he is, like it's gotta kind of, yeah, it's gotta knock you right. down a little bit. And it seems to not, yeah. He's never been phased, like right. It, you know what I mean? Like it just, it doesn't seem like he's ever tired. It right. doesn't seem like he's ever, you know, like His slowed hair's down not or anything. Getting grayer like all the right. other presidents, right? Were. Well, it's fake. That's obvious. Uh, so, <laughs> but <laughs> not all of it. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, so shout out Nathan Collins. Appreciate that one. Uh, The next two here are a little bit, I guess, kind of not necessarily deeper conversations, but things that that we can kind of go in depth on. Uh, This this first one's from Jordan, so uh, we'll play that one first here. My name is Jordan from Mansfield, Ohio, and I'm wondering, is there such a thing? as universal truths and if there are what would they be okay so shout out to jordan um that's a a good question kind of you know in our our wheelhouse in the sense of like trying to get different perspectives on stuff so um he said are there any kind of real world or yeah i guess real world examples of universal truths what would they be so i'll let you start with this one uh so initially, just thinking about the question, I think uh, 
I mean, in other words, for those are facts of life kind yeah. of stuff that everybody eventually, I hate to include everybody in anything, but it's stuff that generally speaking, living a, a, a life and, you know, and a decent enough of uh, an environment, I guess, that you would eventually learn, uh, i.e., you know, you, you, you get out what you put in. Right. Um, I want to say, I mean, go, the golden rule kind of treat others as right. you want to be treated. Okay. That's kind of one kind of things that no matter where you go, that's another, actually, yeah, it's things that no matter where you go, you can expect a certain result if you, you know, live by it or, you know, you right. act on it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For mine, um, I mean, I, I kind of honestly, I didn't research it per se, but I, I definitely looked it up just to kind of get a good perspective on it because we we talked about it the first time we heard this and we had two different perspectives. You went the route that you just spoke about. Mm-hmm. And for me, the first thing I thought of like universal truths, I kind of almost took that too literally. And I was thinking like math. You yeah. know, and like physics, right? Right. Because those are things that are present, whether you're aware of them or not. Right. Those are around and you can't do anything about it. It's just how it is. And I don't I don't think that's necessarily what, what he was looking for, right? I think he's looking for more of the examples that, that you provided. So mm-hmm. I wanted to look into it to get that different perspective and, and kind of see what what came out of it. And really, I pulled most of my stuff off of one article on lifehacks.org. So shout out to them. But it's just a a list of, I think, 15 universal truths. Okay. And I just pulled a couple out of things that that I really like. The first one was very simple, but very meaningful. It said, society conditions us. Yeah. Because in to your point, oh, yeah. To your point, that can be anywhere though. Right. Cuz a society doesn't necessarily mean like a first world country, right. right? It can be your little community, it can be, you know, your little tribe or whatever it might be. Yeah. But that's still your society. Yes. And it conditions you. And I think that's a very broad statement obviously, but it's it's one of those things that you can't argue against yes you can argue i guess the amount of influence it 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 provides but you can't argue the fact that it's not there i don't know i'm a firm believer in you know a lot of times we complain about things and it's like well i mean that's all you know so how is she going to react you know and i i kind of think of your environment or society your surroundings in that right. sense kind right, of right, like right. that yep you know if if you grew up around gunfire your whole life i mean it's probably not shit to sleep and you know through it whereas right. if you heard it in america you know gunshots is going to wake everybody up they're going to you know panic and freak the fuck out unless you're in new york or chicago <laughs> or whatever i mean but, that's that's definitely but that proves a point though too like your society in new york you're not worried about people screaming on the street right too much like right you're not worried about the ambulances going up and down at all hours of the night. Right. It's just stuff you can sleep through at that point. Right. Even like from Columbus to Mansfield, like down there, three o'clock in the morning, you can walk outside and it's like Mansfield in the daytime. 
Right. Like there's always something popping, always something going on. Whether as whereas in here, you know, here in Mansfield, you go down the street, it's fucking crickets at two o'clock in the morning. Yep. If you're out partying, you're drawing attention almost. Right. We're in Columbus, that's the norm. So Right. Well, yeah, that was that was definitely one that um I, I thought it was kinda I guess bland. Like I almost left it off the list, but okay. it's it's, that one's open for interpretation in a lot of ways. Right. But I, I once again, I don't think you can argue that it's not present. Yeah. I think it's always present whether even, I mean, even if you say like, you know, you're around gunfire and all that kind of stuff, that can condition you, but I guess in the opposite way, right? That's still a, a type of conditioning, I guess. It, it's more of a higher level to some extent. Yeah, it's but, conditioning you for something. Right. Or... Yeah. Um next, I like that one though. Next one here, um this one there's actually a, a paragraph after it that really sums up what it what it means and I think it I think it does it justice. But this one says we do not experience reality directly. Oh damn. Right. So I was like, that's definitely interesting and I'll I'll get to the paragraph here, but something that's always fascinated me is the fact that if you think about it, there's no such thing as color in the real world. Everything everything is atoms. Everything is clear. What we are seeing is reflections of the light yeah. in our eyes or right. whatever. That table is not brown. That table is what your eyes see because the light's bouncing off of it a certain way. Right. Everything has no color. So the fact that we're seeing color is quite literally in our brains. Color is not in the real world. You're telling me an atom is brown. You're telling me this atom's blue. You're telling me this one's red over here. Man, I don't even know what to say about that right now. Right. Uh. <laughs> but let me let me get to this <laughs> okay, paragraph right, though right. because that's always fascinated me as far as like a science standpoint and a in a perspective standpoint because yeah, it's man. always it's always been like we're not even living what we're actually seeing right. like it's not real and then you got to think of like the the time it takes for your mind to process everything obviously milliseconds right very mm-hmm. small amount of time but in theory then we're all living in the past because you're not seeing things as they truly are you're seeing things as they were 0. Yeah. 0.2 milliseconds ago yeah so by default, yeah, right. there's nothing you, yeah, you can, and really that's do that's that. as good as you're gonna get, right? Anyway, oh my god, that's not necessarily what they meant by this. Okay, <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of though. But uh, it says uh, we do not experience reality directly. No one experiences reality directly. We all experience reality through our perceptual filters. We assign meaning to our existence as they happen. And the meanings we give to our experiences are influenced by our attitudes and past experiences. It, it therefore pays to remember that the way we see a situation, or when we assume something about someone else, we are doing this according to our perceptions of the event, not the actual event itself. Repeat that last two sentences for me. <laughs> I think it's the last one sentence okay. mainly. It therefore pays to remember that the way we see a situation or when we assume something about someone else we are not doing this according to our perceptions of the event not the actual event itself 
So we are doing this according to the perception of the event, not the event itself. So like, gotcha. Okay. I don't know okay. why, but for some reason, I'm thinking of like a parent yelling at somebody, like their kid in the grocery store, right? Yeah. And we're like, that's a shitty parent. Like, right. what the hell are you doing? Don't right. do that in public. But you didn't see them calmly ask them 25 times to not right. do it. You just saw the one explosion. Right. But to us, we've seen so many shitty parents that that's the perception that we see. That's what, you know. Right. Or maybe we grew up in a situation where that's all there were was parents that just yelled first and asked questions later. Yeah. So you just assume that about that person. But that's not fair you're assuming that about that person because of your past yeah or your experiences that's that's super deep man but i think that's one that you can't really argue with when it's put in that light we don't experience reality directly we experience it through our so in that case there's there's no such thing as what is reality because it's all subjective it's there is no reality then kind of and and that actually brings me to the third one that i have here um, because I, I think reality is the same, but your perception of everything can be completely different. So this last one here is thoughts can create heaven or hell under the same exact circumstance. Oh man. Uh, there's we, a paragraph with that one too. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to need an example on that one. So it says it really is mind over matter. Two people can experience the exact same negative event, yet one person will somehow manage to get through it without falling apart. What is it exactly that allows one person to be stronger? There are a few variables involved here, but one of the main contributors is your thinking. Look for solutions and don't wallow in the possible negative outcomes. Do what needs to be done and only pay attention to useful, positive thoughts. Yeah. So, I I, I mean, to me, like, I don't, I was trying to look up the example, but it's just such a broad example that I can think of. There was a story about a guy that lost, um, I believe it was both of his legs, or actually, I think it was both of his legs and both of his arms. Oh, man. So, it's a very, very, very shitty situation, right? Yes. It's very easy for somebody to get depressed and have negative thoughts and, you know, be you know, kind of stuck at home and whatever. But this person ended up becoming a public speaker and turning it into a positive. Okay. And it was about that topic, though. It was about having a positive mindset and things like that. And I specifically remember what stood out to me is when I heard his story, at the end he said, um, what would you do if I told you that losing um, both my legs and both my arms was the best thing to ever happen to me. Oh, man. Right. There's no way. Automatically, that's what you probably think. Yeah. But he took the positive approach and said, you know, I can become a public speaker and, you know, whatever it was, I can help people to stay out of their negativity. You know, I'm making it through like this. Right. I'm happy as can be and, you know, whatever. Right. And I like, uh, you know, and... And, you know, he, there's, it just kind of puts things in perspective. It's like, why, if he can get through it and he has a great day and is genuinely happy, what am I upset about? Right. You know what I mean? So that's just another one that. Holy shit. You just blew my mind three times. (laughs) Uh, 
I really like all of those. Uh, and I'm always a proponent of accepting responsibility, which in that situation, I, I mean, if that happened to me right now, I woke up and I fucking had no legs, no arms. Yeah. I I would probably debate suicide. Like, oh, somebody yeah. just fucking off me. Right. But to take that approach to it, which is definitely possible by everybody. Right. It's a choice. You know what I mean? And uh, to be able to make that choice takes a certain type of individual. Yeah. That's you know not I mean? that's not for just I mean like you said literally anybody can do it but that doesn't mean it's easy yes, right? right everybody can take that approach and everybody has that you know that ability and things like that but it it definitely takes a strong person to mm-hmm. be able to do that but I mean that's that's kind of what I I try to do obviously you know in in different circumstances but I try to always look at the positive so I think actually it was it might have been on our first episode when we were talking about feedback and stuff. I said there's no such thing as negative feedback. To me, there's not. There's a way to deliver feedback in a negative manner. Yep. But to me, there's no such thing as negative feedback. Because if Steve says, all I do or all I see is you on your phone all the time. Right. And I know I'm on my phone for two minutes at work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? You know? Right. But you can still spin that into positive feedback of, you know, why is his perception of me always on my phone? Right. And you can make that useful, right? right? Whether sure. you necessarily agree with it or you don't, that's not necessarily the point. Right. It's the fact that this is somebody's perception. This is what right. somebody thought of the situation. Right. Let me sit in that chair for a second. Just a brief moment and right. see what, yeah. Right. What they see. So... Um, just to help you guys out, that's a big hitter in interviews as well. <laughs> they they like to hear that. But I mean it's genuine when it comes to me and it's I don't think there's such thing as negative feedback. There's feedback I might not use. You know, there's feedback that There's a lot of that. Yeah, right. But but I'll hear I'll it, all to it all and I'll sure. I'll try to potentially adjust accordingly. Yeah. I guess. A universal truth, I think that I've I think there's a lot of them that I understand on a on a mental level as far as understanding like the concept of it mm-hmm. but in practice is one thing right is another thing and i think one that i'm struggling with or i'm really understanding the full magnitude of how important it is is um you know you're going to always get what you've always got if you always do what you always done you know what i mean right um or i think i said that backwards but i know what you mean yeah, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of times, I know for myself, it for me, it was just kind of like a, I mean, yeah, I believed it. I believed it for a long time, but I wasn't putting that into practice. Right. And I was, I was struggling to understand like, well, damn, I'm working hard at work. You know what I mean? I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this right. I'm, I'm working hard at this. I'm putting my effort into that. Like, No. You're still doing literally the same thing, though, but right. you want a different result. Right. It's going to take you to step out of that. You, you know, just because you're working hard at something doesn't necessarily mean it's going to turn into a different result. Right. It took me a while to really understand that. Like, okay, yeah, that doesn't mean go harder at what you're doing. Maybe you need to change what you're doing all the fucking together. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I'm really starting to try to put that into practice. We, over the last you know few years we talked about that on a couple episodes ago too you know kind of switching things up and trying new stuff because 
like you said, you can, you you know, if you're a janitor, you can mop the floors, right? And yeah. you can mop the floors fantastic every day, right? Mm-hmm. And you can put it, you're all into it. But at the end of the day, you might still result into mopping floors, right? right? Which there's nothing wrong with that. I guess that's probably a bad example. But you know what I mean? You can get stuck stocking shelves forever right just because you're quicker than the next guy right that don't mean you're not going to be stocking shelves next week right right so that's something that that i learned too and you have to realize like you do want to put your all into everything but not everything kind of has a next level either true so that's why i left star tech was i was putting a lot into the training job and stuff like that but then i started to realize like there's no level above me Mm -hmm. in the sense of where i wanted to go there were other options obviously but like there's no level past this where i'm at currently at this job that i'd be that i'd want to do or is in the same realm even yeah so i had to get out of that use that knowledge and apply it to something else that maybe has a higher floor now or a higher ceiling yeah you know something that has more opportunities and It sucks starting over because now I'm the low guy on the totem pole. But at the same time, this low man on the totem pole is better than the high man at the last job. Yeah. So you have to, you have to, you know, kind of take that as it is and and just don't get, don't get complacent. Just because you're working hard doesn't mean it's going anywhere. I right. mean, I that's just the reality of it. I hate right. to say it like that, but that's it's just totally true though, and I think people need to hear that cuz um for a long time I just thought, oh, that just oh, that means I need to work harder. Oh, that means I need to work harder. Fuck. And you might need to work harder. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. That <laughs> might just be a part of it, a small part of it though, you know. Right. And then next thing you know, you're still there and you're like, dude, I'm 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 ex- I'm literally going to bed every night exhausted as shit why am my life is still the same because you, you're not you're literally still doing the same thing right and expecting different results right. it's, that, that that thought is so profound like and right. it's, it hits me harder every time i go through something like that and i realize like yeah right like, it's just real you it know really I mean? is it really is well yeah that was a little segment on universal truths uh appreciate it jordan for the yeah man for the question great there. question by the great way great question he's always got awesome questions you keep sending us those awesome questions i used to sit next to him at work and it's just all day with just like crazy shit that <laughs> like you're like what the fuck are you talking about but then you're like damn that makes sense yeah, like yeah it's crazy yeah i need more of that in my life right Real quick, though, we, we do appreciate everybody for submitting fan questions and stuff. Yeah, thank Please you. Please keep doing that. Uh, we we would prefer if you did it as a voice message uh, on our Anchor website. It's literally two button clicks. You hit the link in our bio and then hit record voice message. Super easy. Super easy to do. But if you're not comfortable with that, we understand. Just send us a DM or a comment or whatever, and we'll definitely get to it. Uh, last fan question here is uh, from my buddy Daniel. Um, this one is a, a little more serious of a topic, but uh, something that I guess kind of needs to be said to, to some extent. So we'll play this and then I'll let you start after this one. Okay. Still waiting on you guys to tackle the epidemic surrounding our area. Addiction and opioids. Get to it. Keep up the good work. Uh, that one was Daniel with uh, addiction and opioids. So what do you make of that? 
Um, so first I looked up when I first heard the question, uh, I honestly didn't know a lot about it mainly because I think I take the same approach that a lot of people take and thinking that, Oh, you know, it's bad. It's negative. You know, I don't want to know about it. I don't care to know about it. You know, just stay away from those people, the people that you love, if they're doing it, try to get them off of it and just, you know, kind of, you know, sweep it under the rug. It seems kind of black and white. Yeah. To a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, but then I actually did some research on it and exactly what it is. And I'm going to take it on a broader level than Mansfield, um, sir, if you don't mind. So yeah. I want to throw out some facts that I found on a couple websites that, um, that I was reading this past week. One of them took some information from an article on CNN entitled Opioid Crisis Fast Facts. And the other one that I kind of quoted was um, on a, a site called Vox, V-O-X.com. And the name of the the article there was The Thousands of Lawsuits Against Opioids Explained. So um, I'm going to just ramble off, ramble off some uh, <laughs> random facts uh, about the opioid crisis. So in 2018, 10.3 million Americans abused opioids. I don't know how they got that number, but Jesus. yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. And of the 70,200 overdose deaths in the U.S., 47,600 of them were due to opioids. So it's a huge chunk of that. It's just strictly wow. from, yeah. It's like, what, 70% or so? Uh, You're better Something at math like than that. I am, sir. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> up there. Uh, 75% of heroin users started out on prescription opioids. And, you know, while I'm on that subject, I think a lot of people, me, myself included, we're kind of like, oh, these everybody who's on heroin or crack cocaine or whatever, it's not because of they they had a legit, you know, injury or, you know, need for some sort of pain reliever at one point. It was all oh, you maybe started out on marijuana, then you right. you decided it wasn't that wasn't enough. I need something stronger. And next thing you know, you know, five years later or whatever, you're doing heroin. And you know, but no, a lot of these people I'm realizing are people, good people, you know, that had an injury or you know some sort of surgery and they were prescribed an opioid maybe on an irresponsible level too i'm right. starting to realize yeah. and then you know on a money hungry level yes and then you know when that script was up you know they just didn't have the the resources or you know uh whatever you want to call it to to kind of go back to things that you know and dealing with the pain other ways <clears throat> rather than running to, you know, trying to find that same buzz or high. And the next thing you know, people are on different uh, drugs to deal with that. So I think a lot of people uh, mistake it for people just seeking out a, a high when it's a lot, lot deeper than that, right. a lot bigger than that. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, and I think this is just natural for a lot of people. That's where my mind goes when you think of, opioids or addicts or whatever you think of the person that was bored one day and hung out with the wrong people and shot up or whatever right and i mean that does happen obviously but i guess we're we're finding out it's more more uh prescription based and more i guess i don't want to say things that you can't control but you when you're given a prescription of something you trust the doctor right you trust the doctor like this is going to help me and and things like that 
and then you take it and then when and then it just fucks up your brain chemistry mm-hmm. like quite literally it it does and then when that's taken away there's effects and things like that and it's just things that at that point ah this is going to get into a rabbit hole if you don't mind oh, there you go at that point that's i've always been one to say that addiction is a choice that's been my stance is that it's a choice it's Ooh. not a disease I know a lot of people are going to hate me for that. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't necessarily want to get into that right. itself too, that. too deeply, but I guess when it, but that's me once again, thinking of the person that just went to their friend's house and shot up at that point, that is a choice to me. But one thing I do have to keep in mind is not everybody gets hooked that way. And it's potentially because of an injury or, a surgery or something like that, maybe even uh, like a psychiatrist, you know, said this will help calm you down or help speed you up or, you know, kind of whatever it might be. Yeah. I guess I have to think of that too, because then at that point, that's not really your choice. Like it kind of is to take it, but at the same time, you're you're taking it on the doctor to tell you to, you're taking it on good faith, right? right? You're taking it, not to get fucked up or anything like that. You're taking it because you trust this person saying it's going to help you out. And then the next thing you know, three days later, two weeks later, three months later, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. you are at a point to where you can't live without it. The prescription stops, or even if, if it doesn't, but whatever, if it stops, then you have to find that somewhere else. Yeah, And that's where the dangerous stuff comes in. Obviously, if you keep taking the prescription too, that's not always the healthiest idea either. But I guess at that point, like it's it's a fine line whether it's a at that point, it's kind of a disease that was more or less given to you yeah. on good faith. Right. So I guess that's something that I have to keep in mind as well. Um, and, you know, opioids, as, as strong as they are at relieving pain, they also will they release chemicals in your brain. So it could be a point where you're just addicted from the mess, not just, you know, the pain's done with. You're healed, you're over with. It's just that, that, that release that you crave. And, you know, uh, that, that's where, you know, I hear what you're saying. It's a choice. And I feel like, uh, you know, I can only compare it to myself. So I feel like there's things where I thought like, damn, I was addicted to it, but then I put myself in a situation where, Okay, so example for example, when I was smoking cigarettes, when I was heavy on the cigarettes, addicted, clearly addicted, because right. I, I have asthma, and I couldn't stop fucking smoking them things for a long time. So, at that is that a choice to do that? I think I, for a while it was. Then eventually it became like I feel whatever without it. I feel like I need it. I can't get through my day without that. Right. But if you told me. If you told me that, okay, you don't quit fucking smoking cigarettes today, I'm going to kill your firstborn son, right. I guarantee that I will stop smoking, you know, cigarettes. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, yeah, it's a choice. That's a... that's It's, a, it's hard. It's, yeah. It's a lot yeah. harder when you think of the, I guess, the perspective that you just brought up. Right, yeah. There's, uh, there's levels. <laughs> so, down this rabbit hole. So, you don't believe in addictive personalities 
if you believe stuff like that's a choice. I the the thing is, I do definitely believe in addictive personalities. I guess I never put two and two together. Okay, because addictive personalities—that's not a disease. I mean, that's just—I don't know, because that's kind yeah, of that, something but you can't that control. Means that, yeah. So, like, somebody, if there was a such thing as that, I don't even know if there's a true diagnosis as somebody having that or there's just kind of a theory out there. But, you know, let's say somebody who would have a quote-unquote addictive personality and they get exposed to something that makes them feel good over a period of time, are are there people out there that's more uh, likely to become addicted to a substance strictly because their body has this DNA of kind of craving and seeking out things that make them feel good? You know, more so yeah. than the, you know what I mean? I It's just such a fine line. It's <laughs> hard. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, I guess the overall point with this is like, you can't, you can't put everybody in a box. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You only read like what, one or two facts or something yeah. like that. Like, and yeah. we're already like, oh shit. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. But right. I mean, yeah, there's, that's something that I have to keep in check too is like, and it kind of comes back to the truth thing that we were saying. Like, I only think of people that go shoot up because it's fun or whatever, because that's what I've experienced. Yeah. You know, I haven't been around anybody that I know of that was prescribed things. Right. And then continued down that dark path or something. There might be. Maybe I wasn't around for that part of it. I don't know. Yeah. But I've, I've got some friends that's got some stories about people that they love dearly that were prescribed the stuff and then things just went bad i believe it yeah bad and i also know a few people who just decided they they like drugs they like to high and it right. started out as something recreational and next thing you know they're robbing and it's you know. definitely it's definitely not as clear cut yeah as people give it credit for okay so let's back out the wormhole i'm gonna go down <laughs> this list real quick just to kind of give an overview of you know what it is and what's happening so in 2015 the dea announced it that uh it had arrested 280 people, some of which are doctors and pharmacists, for distributing large amounts of opioids. So, like we talked about, you know, right. the, the pharmaceuticals and the doctors, they have a large part in the epidemic. You know, it's not oh, people just sure. finding these drugs out on, 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 in the trash and like, oh, right. yeah, let's do these. Well, let me clarify, too. People, when they think of opioids, a lot of people just think heroin. Oh, yeah. Which is the list of, oh, my gosh. Right, which obviously heroin isn't going to be prescribed by a doctor yeah. that's going to be coming from elsewhere yeah but yeah i mean i don't even know what the list of opioids are i mean what like oxys yeah percocets xanax probably I'm i don't not know. sure about that one but perks oxys uh i don't know we don't do drugs like that so uh, lean what's the technical name for lean um scissorp <laughs> <laughs> I just read it earlier. Uh, uh, it starts with a C. Like promethazine, and there's another term for it. Like, uh, anyway, that's, that's yeah. Okay. Yeah, and people have clearly died from that. Fentanyl. Oh, Jesus. Which yeah. is a purely synthetic. Like, it's not, it's created in a lab. To, it was, I think, originally created to deal with, like, surgeries and stuff. Right. That people were getting a hold of. Uh, yeah, purely Hundreds times stronger than morphine. That stuff is, you know. That's how. That's what took our friend Mac Miller. So R.I.P. Yeah, man. But so that happened in 2015, and then in 2017, Trump signs an executive order to combat the opioid crisis, 
And after some delays, the committee uh, overseeing the epidemic asked for the epidemic to be declared a public health emergency in order to give the government more power and funding and combating the crisis. Uh, and in November, the Opioid Commission proposes to establish nationwide drug courts that would place opioid addicts in treatment facilities rather than in prison. Okay. Uh, I don't know the latest on how that's going or, you know, the how that all is working out, but it seems like the federal government is doing some things to try to, but honestly, I don't trust Donald Trump <laughs> and that's me, you know, getting into politics a bit. I don't want to too much right here, right now, but uh, so anything that he says he's doing or trying to do, I, I, I really don't know what to think about. Yeah. I don't know if it he's sounds really, good. Yeah. It sounds good. Yeah, it's the responsible thing to do. So, okay. And then, you know, and I we kind of talked about how uh some of the pharmaceutical companies are getting sued now. Right. Uh namely Purdue Pharmaceuticals, Johnson and Johnson. Uh they've been uh I think they are actively being taken to court and they're settling all these lawsuits and everything. Uh prosecutors are arguing two things, false advertisement and them saying, "Oh, it's not as it's not addictive, or it's not nearly as addictive as yeah." They were telling people that for a long time, like, "Oh, you take this; it's mildly addictive." You know, you you know, you're not gonna. I mean, I think like scientists prove otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> like it's um, pretty for, highly addictive. Yes, and they were lying to people and getting them to believe that you know taking these drugs wouldn't lead to anything adverse, which is huh. clearly a lie. Right, and um, allowing diversion, which is pretty much. Uh, you know, it's kind of like when your bank, when somebody, if you normally spend fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a month, all of a sudden you got nine thousand dollars coming out of your account and they don't flag it. Right. It's kind of what they, they they the prosecutors are saying that these companies had a responsibility. If you notice, this little small community is ordering thousands and thousands and thousands of pills. Something's up. Yeah, but you, they're not questioning it. They're just, you know, like you said, it's all greed. It's all money. Yeah, and, you know, so I guess there's some things being done to try to help curb it, but, you know, on an individual level, uh, I don't, it's just hard for me to speak on it because I don't know too many people, and I think naturally, you know, uh, like, like I said at the top of this, we don't associate around ourselves with it. We don't know anybody hardly. The people that I do know, um, they're locked up, and right. I would never trust them, you know, in my house. So I, I can't really speak on. See, that's that's the hard thing too, because I mean, I do know definitely at least one person that has had some struggle struggles with it and things like that. But I mean, at the end of the day, when when he's sober, I mean, I would let him around my whole family. Okay. You know, he's he's one of the best people I know. Yeah. But he got caught up in some shit and, you know, back in the day and just got caught up with the opioids and stuff. And right. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, we were, I was around a couple times when things happened, like not heroin or anything like that, but like, you know, a couple things and I just, it, I wasn't comfortable with it, but dude's a good dude right and at that point i kind of almost took it upon myself to stay around to make sure he didn't do anything stupid mm -hmm. but and i guess i mean i guess my point in this is like you can't judge people 
over their mistakes because as much as I generally hate an addict and all this kind of stuff and I mean obviously that's a broad thing to say but generally speaking mm-hmm. like you said we don't surround ourselves with them we we stay away from that life but in this one case this is one of the smartest people I know one of the most passionate people I know one of the most loving people I know um, and he kind of did it as a choice or to some extent, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's a bummer because he would be a lot closer of a friend than he is if that weren't the case. Yeah. And that's such a bummer because I, I used to look up to him quite a bit yeah. and I know, honestly, I know he's going to be listening to this and he's going to know I'm talking about him, <laughs> <laughs> but I love the man and you know i i just hope you know he can he can stay the the positive route and things like that and i think he's got a a bright future ahead of him but he's got demons and right you know it's i i guess my point in all this is even for myself i i got to keep myself in check because every anytime you say addict or anything like that or opioids it's just everybody's in a big kind of net for me everybody's in the same bag and i just kind of brush them off and let them go and don't spend any time on it i don't got time for you exactly but then i think of this guy and i'm like man he he was one of my best friends for a little while and you know definitely meant a lot to me he was a mentor in, in some states and things like that and it's just it's hard to it's hard to remember that yeah. I guess, and not be able to put him in that same bag as everybody else. Right. And it, it, I guess it just gives me a new perspective that has been in the back of my mind, but to say it out loud now is a little, mm-hmm. little different. So, yeah. Um, I think each and every one of us has our vices, things that, you know, we just probably aren't the healthiest for us, but we just can't seem to let it go. Some people's are just more outward than others. I, 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 I believe that, um, I'm going to take a sip of my Red Bull right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some things, you know, are just unfortunately more, have more consequences yeah. than others. But I think we all do things that are just negative on our mental and, you know, at least our to, to us personally. And we might think it's a positive thing. Yeah, that's, that too. That's the hard part that is... Too. I justify these Red Bulls because they're waking me up, right? Mm-hmm. They're getting me ready for the day. This is my third one, right? Ooh. It's nine o'clock at night. Yeah. I don't that's not a good reason right now, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just it's I mean, it's like you said, it's something that we I guess we kinda get used to and we just kinda overlook that for the benefit of not, I guess, self reflecting. Right. That makes a lot of sense. That's so, tough. Yeah, we all have our vices, man. Things that we just not willing to give up, or, or like you know, I'll live with that. That's fine, you know. And then some things are just have more consequences than others. So I've, any anytime I come across somebody, you know, where I work, even, and I'm like, oh, they look strong out, and you know, right. I, I take a second. I try to at least these days, and you know, think, well, you know, hey, you got things that you do too, right? That just people just don't know about, right? You know, yeah. you, who are you to judge? Either way, so. It's yeah, it sucks when like some of them are way more obvious than others. Right, right. And that's the you know But they're all there for for all of us for sure. So. One of my one of my vices which will kind of lead us into our next topic 
is spending money on dumb shit. <laughs> Ooh, okay. That's a vice of mine for sure. Okay. I always say the phrase, and I think I got it from my dad. I don't remember. Somebody in my family. But they always say, $5 yourself to death. That's okay. what you do. You $5 yourself to death. And it's only three bucks. It's only yeah. four bucks. It's only five bucks. Yeah. You do that all week, and you're like, damn, I spent 70 bucks on pretzels. Right. Or some dumb shit. So easy to do, man. So our next topic here... um, Money management. Money management. And this is something that Steve wanted to talk about, but he might kind of persuade me into kind of managing my money, I guess. <laughs> uh, the biggest reason I brought it up is because, okay, two things. One, do you, realistically speaking, an adult with a kid or two, on their own, trying to do their own thing, trying to survive in this world. To be clear, I only have one kid. Don't be thinking any side things. <laughs> oh, 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 shit. Uh, no. Um, is there, a, I guess it depends on where you live, too. But is there a minimum amount of money that you need to be able to make, that you have to make in order to be able to save? Can, you, can you save money? Making a thousand dollars a month, or obviously you can't make in ten thousand a month. But is the, is there a point where you just make so little money, you, you there's just no realistic way to save? So I guess the first thing that comes to mind is that's a loaded question because there's multiple variables. So you can save money on a thousand dollars a month, okay, but you're not going to be comfortable. You are not going to be comfortable whatsoever. You are going to be eating once a day. You're going to be living in a shitty apartment. You might be living at home, right? You never know what the situation is. You can save money on $1,000 a month. Now, with that being said, why are you only making $1,000 a month? Now, not, I guess not in the sense of like, I don't know. I don't know how to how to say it, but like, you could be working more, right? Right. It's you know everybody has to have a minimum wage job here and there, or not the best paying job, and that's just life. And you know, but when it comes down to it, like you either have to manage your money, right? Right. Or not. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's. It's it just comes down to how comfortable do you want to be? Do you want to do you want to have a a car, or right. do you want to ride the ride the bus? Do you want to have a job that's a mile away and you walk every day, or do you want to have a car and get to the job that's five miles away? Mm-hmm. What's well, five miles? In theory, we walk about three miles an hour, so you get to work in an hour and a half. Yeah, that could save you on a car note. Yep. But are you willing to do that? Right. So that that's what I mean is it's a loaded question. It's no matter how much money you make, I think you can save. But you have to put yourself in a situation to be able to save. If you want to have a decent apartment and, you know, have a TV and kind of things like that and, and internet or whatever, you might not be able to save. But you're telling me right now you can't cut out internet and save 60 bucks a month? You can. Yeah. Do you want to? No. Right. 
Right. Right. So it just kind of comes down to how comfortable do you want to be? Right. Um, it's trade-offs then. Trade-offs. Yeah. For oh sure. yeah, for sure. Okay. Now, when you add in a kid, it's it's a little harder because you can't just feed them once a day. Right. 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 You can't not buy them diapers. Right. They can't wear the same diaper all day. You know what I mean, yeah. or or whatever it is. Yeah. So, at a certain point, I mean, I I still think you can. I still think you can save, but if it's to a point to where, if it's if it's if you can reflect and it's honestly to a point to where you can tell yourself you're not spending any money on dumb stuff, you don't have the internet, you don't have a car, you don't have gas to pay, you don't have insurance, you don't have a cell phone, you don't have whatever. At that point, I think you could be working a little more. Mm-hmm. So, like, if if you're very honest with yourself and and can say I can't cut anything out, legitimately, then I can't sell this TV for four hundred dollars, right, and be good for the next couple weeks, right, or month even if you're that good at managing your money, right. If you if you're telling me that, then at that point you're not making a thousand dollars a month right 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 and if you are you might be able to cut back it's just there's there's definitely give and take yeah for sure um i like that answer um and then the other thing was okay so the biggest reason that i feel i need to save me personally is for those rainy days those emergencies where you need a quick lump of cash you know for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and it's good it's nice to have that on hand to be trying to unless you know otherwise you're scrambling or trying to figure out it it it, it, it's it's a peace of mind thing yeah so thinking about my own situation though uh you know I, i i save could i be saving more yeah i could i could but is it necessary? I've been thinking a lot about what what other benefits, what 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 things, what I personally learn about myself, and you know about habits I'm trying to build by saving money. So you know, I feel like a lot of the reason that I can't, I don't save as much is, uh, just strictly the lack of discipline, the lack of self control. You That's know, a big one. Happen to, having to have that gratification. I've gotten a lot better with it over the years. But, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I don't make the largest amount of money by any fucking means. But I, I, I am in a position where I can save money. Now, analyzing my spending habits, I noticed that I spend a lot of my money. It used to be on shoes. That slowed down significantly. I don't think I've bought a pair of shoes since the All-Star weekend this year. Which for me that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> From yeah, I, there was a point where I was buying like ten a year, and expensive shoes. You know what I yeah. buy? So, like, yeah, it was bad. I don't. I don't remember the last. Like, I've bought like twenty dollars shoes, thirty dollars shoes, like yeah. cheaper ones to kind of for every day and stuff. But I yeah. don't think I bought a big pair of shoes in a while. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it goes to eating out. Oh yeah. That's a big one for us. That is due. Like out of all of my excess money, after bills are paid and everything, my extra actual money that I can probably save, like legit, at least half of it. We're talking me alone. 
And I buy food for other people too when we go out and my kids and all that. But no, I'm talking about just me personally. I probably the last three or four months I've spent two or three hundred dollars a month in eating out. Easy. Yeah. E- you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, let's say I don't I don't spend that money and I save it and I eat in more and all of that. What does that mean? Like, does that does that have any benefit to outside of just having that money for a rainy day? It, I, I I don't know, man. I guess I'm 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 wondering how much of it is is it really worth it to save? Right. Well, that's the thing too, because like for me, I guess if if you're thinking of it that way, if you're saying we'll say a hundred bucks a month, right, something like that, it's probably honestly a lot. It's definitely a lot more for us anyway. Mm-hmm. But we'll say. A hundred bucks a month, three hundred bucks for every three months, right? Okay. So, in six months, you'll have six hundred bucks. Okay. Now, with that six hundred dollars, you can go. Let's say you can go to the beach, right, mm-hmm. and have a great. Probably in re in reality, if it's just you, which it wouldn't be, that'd be weird. But <laughs> if it was just you. You could probably get away with being on the beach for two, three days and make your way back, right? With the hotel and stuff like that. Right. So to me, I would rather have three months full of good food and good times with friends and not worrying about dishes and like whatever. Yeah. I would rather have three months of that than three days of something else that's even okay. yeah you getting exactly what i'm saying like e- is the trade-off worth it right even if it's even if it's something you've something that you're really psyched about maybe the beach is your favorite thing to do and all that that's cool for every now and then i guess but like i would rather have a fun six months day to day right than a good four days in six months right Right, right. Where the other, yeah, you had four awesome, amazing days on the beach. You'll probably never forget it. But to save that money to go do that, you didn't eat out for three months. Right. You know what I mean? Like, is that really worth it? Right. I don't know. You know what I mean? For some people, it is probably some. For me, definitely not. And it sounds like for you, definitely not. You'd rather have that little day-to-day reward, treat, fun kind of thing. And not take that vacation so, See, so often. The way the way I just thought of it is like, think of it as like a scale of one to ten, right? Mm-hmm. The beach is your ten, right? right? So zero is just baseline, right? Your normal day to day. For me, I don't know about you, but for me, food makes me happy, right? Yeah. So yeah. I enjoy it, right? So I would rather, you know, have your day to day right at zero. I would rather my day to day be a two and a three for three to six months mm-hmm. rather than, you know, uh, five and a half months of zeros and then a week of a 10. Right. You know what I mean? I'd rather it be extended for the long haul. Right. I guess yeah. is me. And that's, that sucks for my wallet. <laughs> right. But. It's just how I am. It's probably how I'm always going to be. And I think the key word you said was happiness. Yeah. Like I'm learning that maybe I wouldn't be as happy doing it what I am now rather than, you know, I don't know. I guess I have to try it and see. 
There's a lot of things I'm realizing that, you know, I don't know. You're not going to know until you do it, dude. Right. You can sit and speculate all you want and like, well, knowing myself, I don't know. No, go do it. And then you'll know for sure. And then do whatever makes you happiest. Right. So I guess I'm trying to see what that other side is like because I've been doing this the whole time. But then as I do it, it's more like, "Ah, God damn it, I want my pizza tonight. Right. Right. You know, is it really worth for going is it am i going to be that much happier but then are you getting the five dollar little caesars or are you getting the twenty dollar gianinos that's a yeah that's a big part of it too and i normally look for deals generally speaking but you know right part once again money management comfortability right yeah you would rather have the good solid pizza rather than four little caesars that could last you all week right right it comes back to what you want right happiness like you said right 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 so um the other thing i wanted to talk about too was so what are some of your personal things that you use maybe or um mindsets that you have towards money that helps you that enables you to save um first of all are you saving as much as what you would like hell no no and no. is that for the reasons that you stated just now? Well, it's it's comfortability. It's it really yeah. is because, and it's half of necessity, I would say, mm-hmm. and half of comfortability. It's about fifty fifty because I got that new car, right? right? And it's not cheap, right? But I have to drive an hour to work and back every day, mm-hmm. so it's kind of to some extent necessary to get a newer vehicle i didn't have to get that though right i see what you're saying i didn't have to have i could have probably cut my car payment in half and been fine right but i wanted to be comfortable i wanted a nice ride kind of somewhat spoiling myself for the last you know year and just whatever yeah yeah it's all the shit i've been through and all this kind of stuff i wanted to spoil myself yeah so no i'm not saving money but i'm aware of how i could Mm mm-hmm and I guess that's the choice that you have to make. And I'm comfortable with my choice of being comfortable every day rather than the long haul for now. Right. Uh, yeah, for me, man, the money that I am saving it, I'm saving it because I know there's be rainy days. Right. I know there'll be a time where my car just eats shit and I'm going to have to have, you know, however much on hand right. to at least make some moves temporarily. Right. It sucks when your shit goes down, something you need, some emergency comes up and you have nothing. Right. That's, I hate that feeling personally. That's what motivates me to save. But, you know, once I hit a certain point, it's almost like, well, you don't have to save so much anymore. Or, you know what I mean? But then I start thinking about the long-term benefits. Okay, you're teaching yourself self, self-discipline. You're teaching yourself uh, how to delay gratification. You are setting a good example for your kids, you know. Hey, you know, I don't spend every damn I dime I got. Hey, I don't, you know, show my kids that they don't have to either, you know. Is there'll be things down the road that you want that you you have to save for. You're not going to have money, you know, when the new PlayStation or Xbox comes out. Like who, right? You know, unless you make. I mean, a lot of people. I guess a lot of adults would have the money on hand. Could, but a teenager more than likely. Ain't gonna have six hundred dollars just laying around, you know. Oh shit, new PlayStation came. When when that bro, when that come out, let's go. Right. Like you know what I mean. That's something you're gonna have to. And that's the type of things that I'm struggling with. Like it's a battle within myself to do it for the long term benefits of you know, like I said, the self control and the the, the delaying gratification and 
you know, growing, like we talked about early in the podcast. Right. Versus that, man, fuck all that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, you know, I want this and I want that. And I, I guess, I guess for me, that's the main thing is being aware of it. Okay. So you know what's, like I said, my car, right? And select other things, right? I know what's stopping me from saving money. If it got to a point to where I need to save money for something yeah. or I need to cut an expense, I have multiple things that I know I could cut. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Right. So it's, first of all, being aware of it and analyzing it and kind of figuring out from there, I don't want to say priorities, but somewhat priorities, right? Whether it's on a personal level or whatever it is, but you... I mean, as long as you're aware of why you're not saving, as long as you're okay with that, I don't yeah. think there's a problem. Right. I think when you're aware of you not saving and you, you're you aware that it's a problem and you're not doing anything, that's when it's a problem. Right. Being aware of it and being okay with it and being able to kind of flip at any moment right. or have the possibility to, that's all you can ask for. All right. Well, cool, so, man. Yeah. And, you know, anybody who's listening, I would love to give me your thoughts on, you know, what we talked about, methods that you use, strategies, mindsets, and whatnot that you use when it comes to saving money. Do you have to have a certain amount? Any uh, opinions on that? Please send us a voice message. We'll get back to you in the next one. Yep, absolutely. And uh, make sure to follow us everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Leave us a rate, a review um on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher wherever you can and then uh you know keep in mind too we do have those shirts available uh men's and women's so get on there grab your shirt once again it's not for profit or anything like that we just want to get our names out there and any way you could help support us goes a long way yes thank you in advance but uh yeah thank you guys for for tuning in uh next week we will be back with the the great Ryan Baker. So I'm looking looking forward to that. It's going to be a great conversation. If if you know him, you know it will be. <laughs> um, but yeah, aside from that, have a good night. And we out. Quit 